the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the program. You're listening to The Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday at 4 o'clock on AM 630, we're here to take your phone calls and answer your questions. But today, today is better than just the regular every day because it's the date day edition show. And the most beautiful girl in Texas is in my office studio. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you, sweetie. I'm looking at you thinking, I am so glad you feel better because you sound better. You act better. (laughs) Yes, I'm just glad you're back. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the phone number for your live calls and questions. Ladies, this day is especially set aside for you. Not exclusively. Anybody can call, but... We want to provide a, a one day a week where we can address issues that are important to you. And Paula being here helps us do that. 340-9585. That's 340-9585. You can also call toll free at 877-630-KSLR. Numerically, that's 630-5757. You can email your questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can send them in via our free Calvary Chapel mobile app if you're driving in your car, especially when the roads are wet out there. Be careful. The safest way to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app and just hit the call now button and you'll be connected directly to our brilliant studio producer of the day, Barry. So we'd love to have your calls and questions. 340-9585. Before we get started, Paula, uh, you know, one of the things that we pray uh, before the program gets started, we have kids in here, and they mm. pray along with us. So cute. And, and one of the common prayers is, is that we pray that people will get saved. Mm-hmm. And uh, today, one of our radio listeners, uh, a man named Eddie, who has been listening to the program for a couple months, um, called to uh, the church, and he and Pastor Ken spoke. And uh, as soon as I got here today, Pastor Ken, today's my normal day off. We don't come in except for the program. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Pastor Ken said, Eddie gave his life to Jesus. So Eddie got saved today. Eddie, we want to welcome you to the family of God. God bless you. Woo-hoo! The angels in heaven are rejoicing right now. Paul is too right now. If you uh-huh, can see oh her dancing. We're really, really grateful um, that you surrendered your heart to Jesus. Life changes. And uh, thank you, Eddie, for listening. And thank you even more for becoming a part of our family. Uh, maybe you can stop by. We have church on Friday night here at uh, 7 o'clock. We have uh, three services on Sunday mornings at 8.30, 10.15, and 11.59. This is a particularly good Bible study this Sunday, by the way. It is Communion Sunday, and Eddie, it'd be a great, great thing to do. To get saved today, have your first communion as a Christian on Sunday, and then Sunday after services, Paula, go ahead. This is the best day ever for you, Eddie. Um, we're going to have a baptism in Spring Branch, and we will get the name of the, the actual name of the park in a few minutes. But, um, okay, it's Rivermont Park in Spring Branch. And um, so, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Now, Pastor Ken knows you 
But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're I'm, like we're the ones who want to meet yeah, you. And hug you're you. like our new son that we don't yeah. even know yet. So and, and, get, awesome. and get ready to be hugged a lot. Oh yeah. Uh, that's just who we are here at Calvary Chapel. Okay. And uh, it would be an honor, Eddie, to baptize you uh, on on Sunday. Uh, our baptism is always in the summers because of my health issues. We had to postpone it a little bit. So mm-hmm. it's this Sunday, October the first. Uh, anybody from the radio audience? Every year we have people from the radio audience show up at our summer. Uh, Baptist, it'll be a little more pleasant, a little more comfortable uh, weather-wise out there. Instead of being so hot, uh, it'll be really, really nice out. So we'd love to see anybody who wants to come. If you do come from the radio audience, um, just be sure that you ask somebody, where's Pastor Ron? And and, um, uh, I'd like to meet you face-to-face. And thank you for listening to the program. So that's all coming up uh, Sunday. one final note, Raul Reese is going to be here uh, on Thursday, October the 5th. Our tickets uh, are, 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 I almost said sold out, but we didn't sell them. We gave them away. But the point is we have very limited um, seating capacity. So those of you who are in the radio audience and would love to see Pastor Raul, uh, we're going to be live streaming um, his message here uh, this coming Wednesday night, or Thursday. no, Thursday night, a week from today, uh, October the 5th, at calvarysa.com, and we'd love for you to join us via live stream. Okay, 340-9585, if you have any calls or questions for Paula. Paula, it is now officially your show. Wow. You know what I just thought? Because I come to church on Monday night. This coming Monday, Dr. Sheba will be teaching. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. Dr. Sheba. And then Tuesday, I'll hang out with you on Tuesday night. Then Wednesday night's church. Thursday night, Pastor Raul Reese. Friday night's church again. Saturday, I'll hang out with you again. And then Sunday, three services. Well, at, well Saturday prayer, church prayer. I should be a much better Christian by then. <laughs> You, you said something today at home that, that scared me to death. We're, we're just kind of relaxing. And, and you said, boy, this is when things really get ratcheted up. This is this just starts our busy season. And my first thought was, what? We've not been busy until now? My goodness. Don't they know I'm old? <laughs> That's on Jesus. He, yeah. and, and he says, you know, you don't you don't slow down. You just you run to the finish line. So, no, you don't get to slow down, Pastor Ron. October. <laughs> October, because joy of Jesus yeah, Joy of Jesus is at the end of October, so a month from today. And we're going to be talking a lot about Joy of Jesus, but we'll do that after Raul is here. And, mm-hmm. and uh, so not to confuse you with too many announcements, but uh, Joy of Jesus is going full speed. When yeah. we pulled up to the church today, there was a whole bunch of bicycles I saw that. outside that somebody had given New ones, uh, huh? to the church. So uh, we got a bunch of bicycles to give away. We, we give away hundreds of bicycles, it seems, every year. So uh, just one of those things that we do. And this year, uh, it's going to be a little bit different. We'll be providing more information um, in, a, in a week or so. Okay, good. Okay, so, Pastor Ron, you know, I told you last week at the, for the men's retreat, I usually call up there, you know, and the guys like to hear from me and stuff. And so this year I said, I am not calling up there, you know. And uh, But then, then you said, well, they look, kind of, they look forward to you calling. So I said, okay, I'll pray, see what the Lord wants me to say so I would be less ignorant sounding you know <laughs> call up there hey pastor ron this is your wife you know you just feel kind of silly but anyway um i was all ready i was all ready to call up there and then it was a br- rebroadcast so i was kind of bummed so then i thought lord were you talking to the men through me or were you just talking to me <laughs> you know so anyway this is what what um uh, was when I was praying, I kind of heard, hands down, heart open. And he's been saying that to me for years. So I was going to say that the Lord was saying that to me for, for the men there. And then I thought, okay, so what does hands down really, really mean? Well, it means get rid of your pride, trying to control everything or anything for that matter. Stop fighting. Stop resisting the work of the Holy Spirit. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So um, do we do all of that in one day? Of course not. So, um, But hands down means be stop fighting. Yeah, let the Lord have his way in you. And then heart open. Heart open was to be still and let him show you the areas he wants to cleanse. Yeah, don't go so fast over the hands down because... Okay. 
hands down is really protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we put our hands out to keep people at arm's length. We put our hands down to keep ourselves, or we keep our hands out rather to keep ourselves from being hurt by others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes great faith. You know, Jesus is the one we've got to trust, not the person to whom we're, we're, we're putting our hands down and opening our heart. Mm-hmm. But we've got to trust Jesus to care for us. We've got to trust Jesus to um, prepare us and, and understand that, that as we put our hands down and as we open our heart, then he's able to send people to us um, that, that, that we want to communicate or that he can trust us to communicate his message to them. And I think sometimes because we're so protective of ourselves, we don't want people to get too close, we don't want them to know too much, uh, we miss out on a lot of opportunities to be used by the Lord. So uh, hands down, the hardest thing ever because we're used to being defensive. We're used to protecting ourselves. Uh, we don't like it when people betray us or when people uh, turn on us. It's just easier for us to, to just ignore it and pretend it doesn't exist and go away. But the problem is we're missing out on opportunities that our Lord says, uh, I've reserved this especially for you. And in, in my study last, last night, night. Mm-hmm. one of the things that I said about, about David when he was going to Keilah, um, um, it wasn't fair. Saul was the king. David's hiding in the caves. Saul's got a big army. David's got a 400-person army of in-debt, distressed, and discontented <laughs> people. Yeah. And, and yet it was God who sent David, not Saul. Why would he send David? Because David had God's heart. And, and, and God doesn't want to use somebody who doesn't have his heart. When God's people are in need, God sends someone with his heart. If we don't open our hearts, if we don't keep our hands down, then we're saying to the Lord, you can't trust me with this kind of person because they offend me or they, they, they disgust me or whatever it is. But we've got to keep our hands down. Uh, unless our hands are down, we can never open our heart. Yeah. yeah. You know that scripture, Romans 5, 5, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. Well, when he was telling me just many years ago, you know, if I don't keep my hands down and my heart open, that love that I want, that he wants for me, I keep my my hands over my heart, it can't go in. And so if that love from him can't go in, then I don't have anything to give out. And so that's where, for me... Yeah, yeah you do have stuff something to give out. It's ugly, It's though. ugly stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. it is. It's all putrid and that's stuff. Not just you, but all of us. Yeah, so hands down, heart open, um, meaning, you know, Paula, be vulnerable. Ooh, who likes that word? You know, uh, just like with David and Keilah. Um, they were, he was a, he was a hero to him for a minute, but then, and then as soon as they heard Saul was coming after he's not only killed the 85 priests, but everybody and everything, they're like, we're not going to take that risk. And so David, we will turn you over. You know, God told him that he didn't have to ask the people, but you think, man, but yeah, will you remain vulnerable for the Lord? Yeah, and think about that for a minute. You know, he rescues them. Uh, they, they give him a great party. Um, everybody's patting him on the back. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to the Lord and asks the question, um, will will they surrender us? Will they turn us over to Saul? And God doesn't mince words. He says, yes, they will. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I said last night, it's like a punch in the gut to yeah. David. After all I've done. Well, David wasn't doing it for the people in Keilah. He was doing it for, for the Lord. For the Lord. And, and that's what we have to remember. I think, Paula, one of the reasons that we don't want to be vulnerable is because we serve God with expectations. If I do this, Mm -hmm. then God is going to do this. Mm -hmm. If I do this, if I'm obedient, then everything's going to go well. I'm not going to have any problems, and everybody's going to love me. There's not going to be any difficulties. We're never made those promises. You know, Paul, um, you can read 2 Corinthians, and, and serving God, being obedient to God with, with the right heart, got him all kinds of difficulties and pain, more than I can describe. Uh, Jesus came to his own, and his own killed him. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're, we've got to divorce ourselves from the expectation of a certain result, mm-hmm. because if we don't do that, we're never, ever going to be able to put our hands down. And, and you know, um, Paul says, in our flesh is nothing good. Yeah. So uh, the only thing we're going to manifest is that which has no value. Yeah. yeah, You know, the only thing is, back in the day before you became a Christian and would tell me, um, Paul, stop 
reading other people's books and stop watching this program or that program because those other, some of those other teachers were telling me, hey, you are the head, you're not the tail. <laughs> you know? And which Don't get means, me started on bad teaching today. Yeah, I can name it and claim it. And I, it's bad times, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not even talking about that kind of stuff, you know. Achoo, oh, I think I have a cold. Don't say that, you know. I was listening to that kind of garbage. And um, when you do that, you, you naturally, um, bad things just aren't going to happen to me. When I go to heaven, I'm going in there with, without a gray hair. I, I won't be having to wear glasses, you know, no canes, no wheelchair, no nothing. I'm going to walk in fully upright. Everything's okay. I was, you know, you hear those kind of things, and it's like, okay, so what is true? What is true? And so you have to invest into God's Word to see, you know, Jesus is the handicapped person in heaven. If he goes handicapped for us... It should be the opposite way. Yeah. We should go in beaten, beards pulled out, backs ripped open. We should be the handicapped and still grateful to be able to go to heaven. Yeah, you know, Paula, we deal with this uh, same principle in marriages all the time when we talk with people or when we go out and do uh, marriage conferences. Um, we, we find ourselves listening to people, well, well, if I do what God wants me to, then he's going to save my husband, he's going to save my wife. Well, maybe. But but the, the issue is between you and the Lord, not between you and your husband. And I think I think that's what we we always have to remember, is that God is always dealing directly with with us yeah. individually. Yeah. We do our part because we love Him and because He loved us first, mm-hmm. because He did everything for us. Mm-hmm. And we don't do it tied into the expectations that oh my husband and my wife is going to get saved and my life is going to be great. I'm going to have this godly spouse in my life. We do it because that's the place where God protects us. That's where he has his way in us. And it is often true that, that our walk with the Lord will be so attractive that others will come. The problem, of course, <coughs> is that when it doesn't happen quickly enough, we get tired of waiting yeah. and we sort of give up. We had this issue at the at the men's retreat talking with some men. Well, well, I want to go home. I want to follow. I want to follow Jesus, but but my wife won't follow me. Well, it doesn't matter. You can still go home and follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I told the men that the reason that your wife won't follow you is because every year you come home from men's retreat and you come up with these kind of ideas, and it lasts for two weeks, and their hearts get broken. Yeah. So this time, show them. Mm-hmm. This time, show them. And don't worry about whether they're following you or not. But make it so obvious that you're following Jesus that at some point, the Spirit of God is able to turn to them and say, okay, how much more time are you going to waste? Mm-hmm. You see what I've done in your mm-hmm. husband. Mm-hmm. Now follow him. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened to us yeah. all those years ago. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I didn't want to trust you for a whole year. I was like, I am not opening my heart to this guy for about a year, you know, because... I just couldn't take it, you know, if you went back the other way, even though I kept watching you and I was like, this is really, this is really happening. This has really happened. And um, so, but it was a year wasted in my case, but in some cases, because not just the wives, but sometimes the, the older kids are like, yeah, my dad, you know, whatever, you know, maybe, maybe a week, maybe two weeks, a month once, but it just goes right back. That's so disheartening. And so, yeah, so thank you. Consistency <laughs> is, is, is a good word that needs to be, you know, not, not a legalistic kind of thing because sometimes things happen. You know, I used to kind of freak out if we didn't read the Bible every single day, you know. But things happen where sometimes you got to get up and you go or just not feeling that great. But what? <laughs> what? What are you laughing at? Oh, no. Here we go. What? I remember you saying, I said, come on, we gotta go. somebody's coming over. we got to meet with them. And you say, I haven't prayed yet. I haven't read the Bible yet. <laughs> you, you thought, I'm not ready for them. No, don't let them come. I'll, I'll end up hurting them or something. Yeah, yeah. But, but see, that's just immaturity. Uh, we had to grow together. Yeah. And we learned that, that we're always to be ready. If we put the word in us, God brings it out. And um, and we learned that we don't want to say no to any opportunities. Yeah, that's, that's right. I, I forgot that, Pastor Ron. Thank you for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Now that you mention that, though, um, you know, some of the ladies ha- have the new babies. And life changes because that baby 
is taking up all the time you know talk about a taskmaster oh my goodness yeah that time that the mom used to be able to get up kind of early and maybe spend some time in the word and it was just her and jesus and now it's her and jesus and this taskmaster that just continually interrupts and, and and a lot of times the ladies are feeling a little overwhelmed and guilty because they don't have that time with the lord well i just want to tell them just like you said they've already put the word in um and and god is faithful he'll bring it out but this too shall pass Mm -hmm. you know that every two hours feeding and you're like a zombie (laughs) here's this person again draining me of everything god understands if you go to sleep reading your bible yeah he sure does he really does or praying or praying i used to try to i you know wasn't even say but i knew i needed to sing um you can sing some of the songs we sing here, you know, like David and with his psalms. But, yeah, read the word or just the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want you. You have word in. Just speak it to your kid, you know. Anyway, I just wanted to put that out there so the ladies don't feel guilty. Yeah, I, I get frustrated. You know, God grants these husbands and wives answer to their prayers. They, they get a baby. I know what you're going to say. And and then they start missing church. Yeah, we haven't seen them for weeks and yeah. weeks. And, and again, I understand when there's physical issues. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think one of the things about, about putting your hands down and opening your heart is you've got to be tougher. You've got to fight. You see, when you're the most tired, Satan is not somewhere in the corner saying, you know, I'm going to give him a break today. Oh, yeah, no. You know, she only got two hours of sleep last night. I'm going to give him a break. To, he's, that's when he's going to attack. Mm-hmm. And it's always in these times. And the same principle uh, is true when we, we are not feeling well. Um, when we don't feel like opening our Bibles, we don't feel like going to church, we don't feel like being a part of the family, mm-hmm. that's when we need to work and fight all the harder to do it because Satan is waiting for an opportunity to destroy. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Abraham... Um, started that very early with Isaac. He got so enthralled with the gift that God had given him that he forgot the giver of the gift. Mm -hmm. And it culminated one day when God says, sacrifice your son, your only son. Here's a test. Who do you love more, me or them? And I think we have to make that choice again. Ladies, if you're pregnant and you're tired, God gets it. But let him have the opportunity to do something supernatural. Mm give you extra strength. But there's no source of strength in just forgetting that he he answered your prayers. The same thing goes for those who fall into depression. You know, I tell people all the time. Especially. Mm -hmm. Get up. You know, just make yourself get up. Take a shower. You know, brush your teeth, comb your hair, whatever. You'll feel better for sure. But do that all with Jesus. Um, and everything just really goes better. And then pray for someone else or get up, get out, go serve someone else, and you get the focus off of, of yourself. And I understand depression. Um, but if you will stay in the house and continually feel sorry for yourself, even though things are, are, are going badly, um, it's only going to get worse, not better. And so you got to get up. you got to, you've got to get up and get out and and serve the Lord by serving others. You know, we didn't intend to talk about this today, but depression is one of Satan's favorite tools. And one day turns into two, and two days turns into a week, and a week turns into a month. Um, And we we just kind of sit there as a human blob. A punching bag, actually. Yeah, focused only on how we feel and what we're lacking. And that's when Satan's wheelhouse, I mean, that, that's, that's what he's waiting for. Yeah. And that's when he's going to pounce and destroy. I love it. I heard you talking to some uh, woman uh, um, some time ago on the telephone. I could only hear one in the conversation. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you, you said this, I knew that she was suffering with depression. And you said, get up, take a shower, get dressed, and I'm going to call you back in an hour. Mm-hmm. And you let me know what you're wearing and how you're doing. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll talk about something else. Mm-hmm. And it's so practical, but we got to get up and fight, especially never more than when we don't feel like it. If you if you lay down, you're giving up, and you know, don't give up. Just don't give up. Get up, 
get out, go serve somebody else. So, um, okay, so those who've tried and failed, Pastor Rock, again, get up. Go again. Say, I'm sorry, um, and, and move on with Jesus. That is, I think, some of the best counsel you ever gave me because I hate when I fail. And, and I, You've always been really hard on you. Yes. <laughs> I, I hate when I fail the Lord. I hate when I fail you. I hate when I fail myself. And, and I can do that, you know, stay down. Um, and so I, I've gotten uh, way, way better. Well, I was thinking those who tried and failed, Peter, you know, Jesus, if that's you, you know, because out on that, in the boisterous wind comes up and he was afraid and began to sink, you know, because he had already asked Jesus, you know, if that's you, ghost person, bid me to come and Jesus said no it's me come on yeah. out here it's too important to go back we'll, we'll come up this top of, at the top of the okay break. hey 340-9585 we'd love your live calls and questions toll free 877-630-KSLR you're listening to the date day edition of the word to stand up for life we've got 30 minutes left in the program we'd love to have your calls we'll be back in two minutes Back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of the eight-day edition of the program. Uh, Paula is live in studio. We'd love your calls at 340-9585. Paula, let me ask a question that I, I would rather you answer than me. Uh, it's for tomorrow's program, but it was sent in anonymously. Uh, and it, somebody says, I visited your church and saw men and women kissing you when you greeted them. Should you be kissing anyone other than Paula? So you're asking me if, oh, like, you, you to that person, is mm-hmm. that okay with me? Mm-hmm. Yes, it's definitely okay. You were mom and dad here. We're brothers and sisters and godly kiss. And so, yeah, I, I'm fine. Yeah. So if you're asking, you know, you know, maybe protecting my honor, I'm honored that my husband is so loved by others and others love him. And and believe me, he is not kissing anybody the way he kisses me. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm good. (laughs) Our producer is blushing. Yeah. (laughs) You know, this kind of thing, affection is genuine in a family. Yeah. And uh, I think this is what it was like in the early church when they didn't have anybody else to turn to. Their families disowned them. And so, you know, we all have this instinctive need to belong to something bigger and greater than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, and they found one another. Uh, they, they hung out all day together. They hung out during the nights together. They greeted each other with a holy kiss. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, this is just what happens. Um, I had a pastor friend of mine here not too uh, long ago, and he noticed people call me Pop or Dad or Papa. The kids would come by and say, hi, Papa Ron, hi, Papa Ron. And, and he said, you know, why do you let people call you by that? I said, well, because I, I'm like the church dad here. I'm, I'm old. Um, you know, I've been here a long time, so I, I represent stability to them, uh, un, unchanging in terms of what we do. And family just develops. And I think it's wrong to thwart uh, what God is trying to do simply because you're afraid of what people are going to think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if both of my boys, my boys are 44 and 42, mm-hmm. if they walked into this studio right now and they saw me, they'd kiss me on the lips. Yep. Both of my sons. Yep. And uh, we've always been that way. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, you know, a lot of the men in this church are my sons. A lot of the, the women are daughters. And yeah. I'll get as close to somebody as they let me get. Uh, there's some people that get still get their hands out when they come in because mm-hmm. they've been burned before. Mm-hmm. But um, it, I, I just think it's something that uh, God has done that's really, really wonderful. It doesn't mean I'm in charge of anything or, uh, or exercising authority over anyone. Uh, I consider it an honor 
And, you know, one of the things, Paula, that, that happens here is um, people will be here for a month or two months, and you greet them with a hug. And I always tell people when they shake stick out, I'm a hugger. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. And some people say no, and I respect that. But um, most people say, yeah, that's fine. And, and, and you start sort of breaking down those barriers. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, and it happened again last night for the first time, uh, somebody who's been to the church for a couple of months, um, uh, he kissed me on the cheek when we hugged. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of my invitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's that's someone whose God is opening his heart. I think that's really a good thing, and I, I don't want to do anything to change whatever it is that God's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so many uh, people come from broken families, mm-hmm. and a lot of people come from families without a dad, you know, or without a dad figure. Um, and so for them to see you as a substitute, I think it's a really healthy thing. So I, I'm fine. And, you know, the, everybody, I, I kiss everybody, they kiss me. I, I'm good. So it's, it's nothing salacious. It's just a holy kiss. And I think that's what family does. You know, in the culture where when the Bible was written, and you still see it uh, in, in, in Europe and in, in, uh, uh, in the East as well, to, to a lesser degree. But um, when people greet, they will kiss each other three times. Uh, yeah. The tradition is, you know, it's, it's a recognition, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll see it in the Orthodox Church. You'll see it uh, in, in, often in, in other liturgical churches. Uh, and that's just, that's what Paul meant, greet one another with a holy kiss. That was the tradition back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was simply saying, uh, I, I identify with you, brother, or I identify with you, sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, nobody had ugly thoughts about it. Yeah. It's just a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Okay, okay pick up where you left off. <laughs> I was uh, talking about, for those who have tried and failed, uh, you know, for instance, Peter, um, you know, Jesus said, it is me, it is I, so come on out, don't be afraid, you know. And so Peter's out there on the water, walking with Jesus, how cool would that have been, no surfboard or anything, just, you know, no fake planks underneath the water, but they're really walking on the water. And then Peter took his eyes off Jesus, and then he began to sink. Lord, save me! And and Jesus didn't get mad or anything, but he just stretched out his hand and said, Oh, you little faith, why did you doubt? And so what I was, you know, this was kind of going along with the men with the hands down, heart open kind of things for those who have tried and failed. Um, try again. Go again. Do what you're going to do. Um, you know, if you've said to the Lord, I'm going to be consistent, then be that. You know, and if you've already failed, because it's been, what, a week already? And if you failed again, just get up. Say, I'm sorry, and get up. And that's for everybody. You know, the the wives, we were at home saying, Lord, make us different as well. And if you've already blown it, just get up. God is not mad. He knows our flesh. And um, he he gives us second and third and fourth and 3,000 chances. You, you know, Paul, one of the things I think Paul meant when he said we that not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought, mm. um, I, I connect that verse directly into this sense of expectation. Why don't we expect that we're going to fail? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it, and my flesh is nothing <laughs> good. If I get in my flesh, I'm going to blow it. Oh, yeah. So, so why do I have any other expectation? Now, I realize that people in our lives have always treated us differently based on whether we're doing well or doing bad. We sing the song about Santa Claus. Oh yeah, he's making lists. He's checking it mm-hmm. twice to see who's been naughty and who's been nice. Mm-hmm. Well, we we kind of treat God like Santa Claus, and in fact, what we need to do is understand that when we've failed, God is the least shocked person in the universe. That's right, because Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Jesus loves me when I'm good, when I do the things I should, and Jesus loves me when I'm bad, even though it does make him sad. But he loves me just as much when I'm doing well as when I'm not. And he's never surprised. Never. And so it's one of those things when we say, oh, I did it again. I'm so sorry, Lord. And then you get up and start walking with Mm -hmm. the Lord. Here's the problem. The dynamic is such that if we start beating ourselves up, like, how could I do that again? I mean, how can I blow it like that? If we start doing that, then we're putting ourselves in a position where the enemy attacks. He he likes sitting targets. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and instead of getting up and walking with Jesus, we're sort of on our own as mm-hmm. Jesus keeps walking, waiting for you to follow him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we end up making even more mistakes. It's just best to get up. I sin. Oh, well, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do it again. Help me, Lord. And then get right back as close to Jesus, doing the things that he's called you to do, regardless of what happens. Yeah. I think that staying down and is kind of halfway punishing ourselves for that moment, you know. Um, but it is a total waste of time. I, I've learned that. Yeah. Just, you know, it's not a matter of, well, I'm taking Jesus for granted if I just, you know, get up and, oh, happy day again. Um, but no, that's the reason why Jesus died. And so yeah. if we get that understanding, it's not taking his grace for granted. It's realizing his grace covered all my sins, past, present, and future. And I can get up. I'm not forgetting my sin is ever before my eyes, but not living in that, oh, I'm a worm place. Yeah, yeah. in that place of condemnation. I like mm-hmm. the way you said it, um, oh, happy day. It's, it's, it's you get up so it can be a happy day again. Yeah. Uh, it can be a day in the presence of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where we find strength. The joy of the Lord yeah. is my strength. Um, and, and the way we, we understand that is that I've got to get up and walk with him yeah. where he is. And he paid the price for that sin already. Yeah. Why do I want to pay it? And it's hard to explain. Um, people kind of recoil when I say this. But um, there's a perverse satisfaction in feeling really guilty about mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. And, and beating yourself yeah. up. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel really bad. What day is it? It's Thursday. Okay, until Saturday, I'm going to feel really, really bad. And then I'll know I'm forgiven. Mm. No, you're forgiven instantly. Before you ever did that thing, you're forgiven. So why not get up and start walking? Why waste Thursday, Friday, and wait until Saturday Mm -hmm. to feel forgiven? Mm -hmm. Just accept it. Now, we have to do that by faith, based on what God's Word said. And you know, there's no record in the story of Peter coming out to the water on Jesus. There's no record, as you said, of Jesus scolding him or being disappointed in him. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's no record of a lecture in the boat once they got back. Mm -hmm. Um, um, There's just, I imagine Peter always saying to the others, looking at him like, what were you thinking you went on the water? Yeah, well, I'm the only one that's ever walked on water whose name wasn't Jesus. Yeah, I think Jesus would have said, did you see Peter? He really trusted me. For a minute. Yeah. Why did you guys, you know, maybe you could have made it for two minutes or something, you know, but yeah, I think Jesus said, whoa. And the, and, and the point is, is, is not that we won't fail. The point is that next time we'll walk on the water in more steps. Mm-hmm. Next time we'll stay with him a little longer. Yeah. Before Jesus, we... I am not taking my eyes off of you yeah. this time. No. I'm going to watch you where you step, I'm stepping. Three four zero ninety five eighty five. if you have any questions or calls for Paula. And thinking of that, uh, uh, talking about just staying with Jesus. Okay, Pastor Ron, times of refreshing. Mm-hmm. That was my for my second half of my show today, which we're in the three quarters of my show already. <laughs> uh, and nobody's called, so it's just me and you. We talk a lot, huh? Well. You do. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Monday through Friday. I'm just on here on Thursday. But uh, so that... Let me see. Let me read this thing. Uh, uh, repent. Oh, Acts three nineteen. It says, four times of refreshing. You come on. I'm sure. Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Um, so times of refreshing. Refreshing. I looked it up, Pastor Ron. You know I did. It says experience that comes from God. It's rest. Uh, <laughs> rest. Oh, I have a. Oh, there's a call for me. Praise the Lord. How cute is that? Okay, so in in for the times of refreshing to be able to come upon us, whether we are believer or unbeliever, repentance is the first part of that formula. We have to repent. For the unbeliever, they have to repent of their disdain for the Lord and Accept the fact that they're sinners and say, you know what? I've been wrong for such a long time, and it's time for me to turn. Paul, let's break and take this call. Okay. Then we'll come back because that's that's a long, productive conversation. Yes, it is. Let's go to line one and talk with Ray. Ray, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Well, hello, both of you guys. Uh, Appreciate the show, obviously. But Paula, especially, 
I've I've heard the first verse of that song, and I really appreciate you finishing uh, going on through with the rest of the little verse, you know, and, and that's about all I wanted to say is thank Aww. you very much. Love you. Thank, thank you. you. Love thank you, you too. Yeah, I was so excited when I heard that second verse, Ray. I was like, what? I never heard that until I was like, I don't know, it, past my 50s. Why didn't anybody tell me that? So I would have been <laughs> singing that song a lot longer. I, I knew the first verse, but yeah, Jesus loves me when I'm good, when I do the things I should. And Jesus loves me when I'm bad, even though it makes him sad. But he's only sad for a little bit. And he's not sad for himself. He's sad for me because when I'm bad, I miss out. And that what, that's what makes him sad. So, anyway, thanks for calling. No offense, Ray, but I was hoping it was my brother whose name is Ray. Um, but thank you. God bless you anyway. <laughs> 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 well, okay, so times of refreshing. So we have to, unbelievers have to repent and therefore and be converted so they have to repent from being the sinner that they are unsaved sinner that they are and be converted into the kingdom of the son of light that their sins may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the lord for believers same thing because we still live in this flesh in this world and there's times when the focus is too much on us and not um we're not pursuing god's will you know, taking matters into our own hands, doing what we want to do, getting up and not even considering Jesus some days, or just totally ignoring him because the thing he wants us to do is not very attractive to us today. Um, and so at the same time, we believers have to repent that our sin may be blotted out so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Because when we're in our sin, we're not in the presence of the Lord and he can't say, Oh, baby, I'm so proud of you. So go ahead. Take off on that, Pastor Ron. <laughs> take off on <laughs> Judy, 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 Judy. Judy. Uh, I, there's not a lot to say. I, I love that passage of Scripture. You know, I was thinking about Pastor Tim, who was here this past weekend for the men's retreat. And he kept saying something over and over. He said, the gospel, and remember, gospel means good news. He said, the gospel is not just for unbelievers, but it's for believers. Mm-hmm. And there's good news. Well, what's the good news? We can repent. Yeah. We can we can decide to go the other direction and follow Jesus. And then he says, when we do that, um, uh, be converted, mm-hmm. um, be baptized, another translation says. In other words, we surrender our heart to him. We let the Spirit of God storm our heart. And then the times of refreshing come. And that phrase in the Greek, Paula, is, is, is as you know, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's a word that's anaxupsis. And um, it, it, it's, it's so descriptive. It's, it's like a drowning man who, who can't get his head above water. And just when all of the air is gone, suddenly there's this little push from beneath. And you get your head just a little bit uh, up. And uh, you can get just enough breath, like, Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and there's life breathing mm-hmm. in. Well, that's where we get the times of refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, just being with Jesus, when you walk in obedience to what he asks you to do, he's right there with you, and you can just feel the smile, feel his arm around you. If the outcome isn't great, you know what obedience feels like, and, and um, yeah, it's an awesome thing. Refreshing is a good thing, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Let's take a phone call. We've got Jerry from West San Antonio online, too. Jerry, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hello, Pastor Ron. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Jerry. Thank you. My, my question is, in your, in your words and your uh, experience with walking with the Lord, uh, I know Paul talked about sound doctrine. Mm-hmm. Can you uh, explain that a little bit more? Yeah, I can. In fact, I can, I can, Jerry, go right back to Paula's passage of Scripture. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, uh, the Bible says the, of the early church, the Holy Spirit had fallen. And of the early church, it says that they, they continued in the apostles' doctrine. They, they 
clung to the Apostles' Doctrine. There's another vivid word picture in Greek. It's it's like they were connected to, they couldn't get loose from the Apostles' Doctrine. Now, our doctrine, of course, the Apostles' Doctrine, is what we have in our Bibles. Later, at the end of, of Paul's life, he tells Timothy, watch your life and doctrine closely. And Jerry, the reason it matters so much is because you end up living what you believe. What you believe doctrinally forms your view of who God is and what he wants. And if we don't have sound doctrine, and again, the doctrine comes from one place and one place only, it is the word of God. If we don't hold a sound doctrine, then the world is going to sweep us into the sort of this web of unbelief and our lives are going to deteriorate. It's just that simple. We can only live what we know and we can only know what we live. By that I mean very simply, if you're not living it, intellectual assent isn't enough. You have to walk in it, that sound doctrine. It has to get faith to your feet. Uh, and, and anything other than sound doctrine is going to cause you to stumble. Does that make sense to you? It makes perfect sense. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Jerry. Thank you very, very much. Paul, as you know, um, recently... Um, my heart has been breaking um, with exposure, not just to the show, but but so many people who who are real believers. I mean, there are men and women who love Jesus, but they don't know him very well. And uh, if you don't know him very well, uh, you can't love him very much. Uh, you can love him what he's done. You can be grateful, but but you're you're getting ripped off uh, because because we we live in in sort of a biblically illiterate culture where people don't dig in. You know, we, we want the five minutes a day with Jesus devotion time. We we want to pray while we drive in our car um, instead of studying to show ourselves approved, mm-hmm. rightly dividing the word. We sort of take the Bible with us to church and count on what the pastor said or, mm-hmm. or what we're listening on on the radio on AM 630 as we listen to the teaching programs, depending on other people to give us doctrine. And it doesn't work that way. God has a message for every one of us, and that message involves being sound in doctrine. Mm-hmm. And doctrine to people is, is boring, but it's the least boring thing in your life because doctrine is what changes you. And Paul, when he said, uh, uh, watch your life and doctrine closely, those are his parting words to Timothy. Yeah. He's saying, look, I'm not going to be here for very long, but you fight the fight. Yeah. Preach the word. And and in order to declare the word, you've got to know it. Yeah. And again, that's not make, trying to make everybody who's not gifted to be a teacher some Bible scholar. Mm-hmm. It's just saying this is what you need for life. Yeah. And if you don't know who Jesus is, and I don't mean know about him, but I mean really know him. If you don't grow in the knowledge of who he is, then your life is going to deteriorate. It's that simple. And eventually, and I've said this over and over, eventually everyone who isn't really, really sound in doctrine is going to cave in it's going to, be won over. to all of these things that, that the church is embracing yeah. that, that are ungodly yeah. and, and um, um, anathema to God. Yeah. There's stuff going through my mind, but I'm not going to talk about it today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to get back to these times of refreshing, and, and we could have times of refreshing as we stand in the sound doctrine, you know, um, in First Peter 5, 6, 7, it says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. You know, as believers who want to become more like Jesus, knowing him and having him know us, um, we've got to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, saying, Okay, Lord, your word says this, and I'm going to live by that, I'm going to learn it more that I might stand, and he can exalt us in due time. You know, sometimes we want to be exalted right now. We want to be loved. We want to be liked by everybody, and so we just, everybody come in and just sit down and live your life the way you want to. God has no standards. That's not humbling ourselves under the mighty hand of God, and if we live like that, he will not be able to exalt us in due time. So we have to cast all our care upon him because knowing he cares for us, it's going to be hard, Pastor Ron. You know, I, I'm not going to talk about that thing that's running through my mind, but I was just <laughs> totally 
mad the other day because the church is embracing some things that are just going to send people straight to hell. And that just... Woe to those who make one of my little ones stumble. Just breaks my heart. I had to get up and leave the room. And so um, that's... It's going to be harder to stand, is what I'm saying. And with the church just saying, yeah, everything goes. Man, we just can't go there. And so... um, We won't. but, But, you know, individually as Christians... We have to make that commitment. Yeah, you know, it's not—it's not about—it's not about the church you go to, as much as it's about you and your relationship with God, your relationship with His Word, and what you believe. If you don't know Him very well, the, the world is going to supply all of this evidence to the contrary that would suggest, well, if you want to really be loving, and Jesus is love, so if you want to really be loving, then you have to accept people for who they are, accept them the way they are, and affirm who they are and what they're doing. And, and um, um, at some point, uh, I, th- I think that's described by Jesus when he says um, the salt losing its saltiness. Uh, the church has lost its saltiness, mm. and people can go to any number of Christian churches who have thrown doctrine out because they've thrown the Word of God out. And once you throw the Word of God out of your life, you have lost contact with Jesus. It's that simple. Yeah. You've lost contact with Jesus. and yeah. has no relation to how we feel. It doesn't have any relation to, to what the world is doing. It's, it's about you, and it's about Jesus. We have to make a decision. Paula, we're inside one minute now. Yeah. I have one more scripture of refreshing is Proverb twenty five thirteen, like a snow cool drink at harvest time is a trustworthy messenger to the one who sends him. He refreshes the spirit of his master. Again, we are trustworthy messengers. It's his message and we want to refresh the spirit of the one who sent us, our master Jesus. I can almost hear Jesus when you said that taking a breath like Ah, Hey, thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to The Word to Stand On for Life, the date day edition. Uh, The name of the baptism place, we'll get it tomorrow. It's Rivermont Park. Park Mm -hmm. in Spring Branch, Texas. We'd love to have you. More on it tomorrow. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Goodbye. I love you. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.